It's no secret the Air Force is struggling with its deferred facilities maintenance. At last count, it had $33 billion worth of undone work. Under a new strategic investment plan, the Air Force hopes to recapitalize its installations over the coming years. For more on the plan, Federal News Network Scott Massioni spoke with the Air Force Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for Installations, Environment and Energy, Richard Hartley. What this installation investment strategy does is it has us taking a look at our installations and saying, what do we need to do to ensure that these installations are capable, we'll call them ready, now and, and 20 years into the future? So it's a long-term strategy, and it looks at what, we, what we're just kind of really characterizing it is as facility or installation readiness. And so what's it take to be ready? So readiness is, is about more than just maintenance. It's about um, operational capability. And so what we're looking at with respect to the installation investment strategy are uh, really three lines of effort. One focuses on installation readiness. The other focuses on modernizing in a more cost-effective manner, and the other focuses on innovation, like some of the last examples I gave you. If you know anything about the Air Force's priorities, they just happen to align with three of the five priorities. Yeah, and, but, it, but it fits very well. And if you think about it, um, the line of efforts that I talked about there, the first one I mentioned, which is installation readiness, really is the, the, the most important one. And frankly, the other two lines, cost-effective modernization and innovation, those components of the strategy feed that installation readiness strat- line of effort. But I'll talk about um, what's involved in those three lines right now. So from the standpoint of installation readiness, that's the overall, will my installations be able to perform? the critical missions that they need to perform now and 20 years into the future. We're doing that through, through a, kind of a number of call them sub-lines of effort. One is focusing on resilience, and that means can my bases withstand any challenges they might face, a physical attack, a cyber attack, um, and, and so how are we doing that? Well, a lot of, frankly, some traditional ways and some new creative ways at, at, of getting at that. Some of them just traditional hardening, right? Bases that are outside the continental United States or bases that are here. You, you build physical barriers or you harden your hangars. So we'll continue to do that. But we're also looking at this adaptive basing concept where we can do a lot of different things with our, with our bases and installations. And, and that is so that we can then deal with an attack, So it might be spreading the bases out. It might be having a divert facility. So dispersal, diversion, um, the capacity to regenerate in some form or another is is all what what contributes to resilience. Um, Another area we're looking real hard at right now from a resilience standpoint is energy resilience. And so we've had programs underway for a number of years that say, Look, we know that the challenges to the call it the, the grid here in the United States, for that matter, um, are growing. Cyber threats, physical threats. What are we going to do about the the scenario where there's a there's a an attack on the the United States electrical grid? Where we're building things like microgrids and and secure power facilities that allow us to persevere through those kind of situations. So that's that's going to continue to be one key line of effort in the strategy. Is is continuing to build on to make sure that our bases are resilient. Another key piece to this readiness of installation, so again, still working on this first line of effort, is better prioritizing how we spend our money. And so we're looking at uh, things like mission dependency indices right now where we look at our facilities and determine how critical they are to the mission and align our resources a little more closely with that mission criticality. Uh, again, knowing you have limited resources, 
trying to spend them in the most effective manner possible. So the idea of prioritizing our funding and then measuring our success, we're putting in place right now new measures that can actually tell you how uh, ready our installations are. And we'll be able to see how ready our mission-critical installations are. We'll be able to see how ready our support installations are. So those are two of the kind of call them sublines in that line of effort. Um, the other piece really gets to planning planning to make sure that, that we're aligned with the national defense strategy, things like our strategic basing process, things like our installation master plans. As a matter of fact, one of the components of our installation master plan here to, that it will ensure our, our, our readiness, that we can maximize our readiness, is the, the business of looking at our footprint on our facilities. And what we, what we plan to do there is is maximize the mission-critical facilities and through consolidations, maybe demolition, is optimize some of the other facilities. So if the facility has a less mission criticality, we're going to look real hard. We're going to look at all of our facilities. We're going to look where there might be excess capacity on an installation and, and move towards better utilization rates and hopefully, with the goal of 5% in 20 years, demolish some of our facilities to reduce that overall cost requirement. Obviously, this sounds intense. It sounds like there's a lot going on. How are you handling this with the limited resources that you have at this point? We're worried a little. We're a little concerned about that, as we always are when we when we go into a you know a new endeavor. Uh, one of the, the imperatives for this strategy to be successful is our efforts to revitalize our squadrons, and so we have our lead civil engineer looking very hard at our overall civil engineering capability and making sure that we're we're addressing skill gaps and even resource gaps. So we're looking at where we might not have the resources to do this and putting together a program to fix that, either through training, organizational alignment, or even additional resources. I I know you've heard the Secretary talk about uh, the Air Force we need and the fact that that's a bigger Air Force. that's part of the part of the process we'll use to make a determination about whether or not we need additional resources into this into this uh, effort to to help make it successful. But the other thing that we do have overall support across the Air Force is to make sure that we're funding the installation portfolio adequately. And so that's another one of the imperatives is sufficient, stable funding. And so what we've done is we've targeted a floor of 2% of our plant replacement value to make sure that we're funded at that level. That takes us above where we've been in recent years. And so that, that we think, will be really the, the seed money that, that will make us successful. That's our target for a funding level, and we actually, as we normally do, we receive some end-of-year fallout from other accounts that aren't able to fully spend that, their money. We're making sure that we're better postured to spend that money in the most effective manner. So so it's a combination of things, one of them being um, additional resourcing we do do expect to apply to this portfolio. I mentioned 2% of plant replacement value. That's fairly considerably lower than what you see in in, in industry standards. I think if you remember me talking at the uh, six or seven months ago, the industry standard is more like 4 to 6% that's spent on facilities. So as it is, uh, it's still a tight budget. Richard Hartley is Air Force Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for Installations, Environment, and Energy. Speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.